0: Evening. What's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Hong, your host tonight. Here we have conversations with people who have done extraordinary things in their life. We discuss their story of success and the mindset drive them into achieving the impossible. Today we have a very special guest joining us, Yaki Strick. In Yaki Strick is an active real estate broker and has served many real estate asset transaction. He does not believe in work-life balance. He believes in work-life integration. Let's dive into it and listen to what Yaki has to uh, share with us. Yaki, thanks for coming to our show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Very good. I really appreciate you come today because you are one of the great experience, you know, uh, real estate broker and also investor who started in very young age, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to give us a quick uh, background introduction on who you are, what you do, and um, what what should people know about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Inaki Strick. And uh, I think the thing that most people ask me about is just how I got started so early uh, as a real estate investor. And really, it all comes down to I've always wanted to be successful. And in college, I didn't really know what that was going to look like. At first, I thought, I wanted to be a doctor because my idea of success was a doctor, probably because that's what my mom was growing up and I saw her as a big success. And so I assumed that, oh, all doctors must be successful. But then, as as I started just learning more and more about it, I kind of learned that being a doctor, like while you do make a high income, there's kind of like a limit to it, right? Like once you get to a certain level, like that's about as high as you can get. So I quickly switched my, my major in college because I was going uh, to do that. And then after my first year, I realized I want to do something different. So I went and changed it to a business management and business administration. So I went to the uh, McCoy College of Business at Texas State in San Marcos. And I didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, but I knew that if I took business courses, that that would serve me in one way or another. It wasn't until my very last semester in college where I had to take an elective. And really, the one I chose, I only chose it because it fit nicely in my schedule where I didn't have to have any Friday classes. And that was real estate finance. But really, when I went to that class, that was the first class that I truly enjoyed. And I started doing more and more research outside of the class, started reading books that, that were not uh, required in the class. And that's how I found uh, the very first book that I read by choice, which was Rich That Poor That. And I'm sure many listeners have uh, listened or read that book. And that's really what got me thinking about real estate investing. But as a college student, I didn't have any money and I didn't have any experience. So I knew that I needed both. And I said, how can I How can I gain money and how can I gain experience? So right out of college, I decided to just become a real estate uh, broker. Because by being a real estate agent, I could start learning about transactions, learn about contracts, start uh, analyzing properties. And then at the same time, I could start earning an income. So that was really my decision for becoming a real estate agent. I've been doing it for seven years now. I have my broker's license now. And I continue. I love, it's my passion to help people buy and sell residential real estate uh, more on the high end specifically, but same time, I take the income that I earn and I am now starting to uh, finally
0: invest into uh, real estate. Very nice. Now you're not only a broker, but also an investor, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that journey, you know, went like I went to many different places and worked in different parts of uh, the real estate industry. Uh, I started in the Woodlands, Texas, wow. North Houston. And that's where I started selling real estate. And, you know, as any realtor would know, the first couple of years are tough, right? Like you, it's your own business. You have to go out and generate your own leads and you have to build up a portfolio of clients that will continue to refer you to other people. So really getting started, it's a little bit tough. And I was in Houston for about a year and a half where things were actually starting to happen. And then uh, I went on a cruise called uh, the Summit at Seed, the Real Estate Guys Investor Summit at Seed. And I really got exposed to a world of people that were incredible at uh, real estate investing. And I got to learn about so many different asset classes within real estate. And one of the stops was in Belize. And uh, in Belize, we got to see this incredible project. And that's when I was like, this is it. I can, I can teach my clients that are, that are selling high-end homes to grab that equity and invest it into Belize and uh, have a home, uh, a vacation home that pays for itself where it's being rented out. And so I really wanted to help other people invest in real estate as well. So just through conversations with the developers there, uh, I was trying to figure out how to bring my clients down there. And one day they were like, hey, why don't you just move down here and work directly for us? And I told them, let me think about it. So I hung up the phone. I had to think about it because that meant that everything that I had worked for for the past year and a half building the business, I would basically leave behind. Because I have to restart, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew that you know the, the quote by Jim Rohn, you're the average of the people that you spend the most time with, Like truly rings true for me. And that's kind of what I try to base my my life and career about. And so I knew that being with this developer, surrounded by these people that were playing at a higher level in this uh, real estate investing game, uh, I knew that it would benefit me one way or another. So I decided to take the leap. I called him back within 45 minutes, and I said, I'm in. So I flew down to Belize within a week of that phone call, and my whole life had been uh, totally transformed. Now I was living in the Caribbean on an island selling resort property, and I left my entire business behind that I was working towards.
0: Very nice, very nice. You want to, you want to give, give us uh, ideas on uh, like how many uh, real estate have you transacted, and what your portfolio look like right now?
1: Yeah, so as far as uh, transactions, as far as being a broker and helping people buy and sell real estate, I've probably done uh, over 150 deals so far. I think uh, last time I looked, which was probably three or four months ago, I was at 144. So now I'm probably at 160, 170 deals. And uh, so I've helped a lot of people, uh, which has given me a lot of relationships as well. And then I just bought my first investment property in Tulum, Mexico, which is a a short-term rental. Uh, it took uh, it was a long process, it was brand new construction and it took there was many delays with COVID and everything. Uh, but I was able to learn a lot about uh, international investing. I mean, by living in Belize, I got to learn a lot about uh, just investing outside of the U.S. And of course, Mexico is different than Belize, but it got me comfortable with uh, not only just being uh, attached to just investing here in in the US, but also looking at other markets and learning about other markets. And so I spent a lot of time and doing a lot of due diligence in Tulum. And uh, short-term rentals is just part of my personal investment philosophy. You know, We have a a mutual mentor that talks about that. And so once I went through that course and just really sat down and figured out like, what kind of real estate do I wanna invest in? uh, I figured out that I wanted to do short-term rentals because I like the uh, personal component It. I want to be able to travel to different places and stay in my own properties. And then while I'm not there, have them be paid for by other people that are guests. And then I also like the hospitality aspect of it because with short term rentals, you're essentially, you have a a small hotel room, right? So it's not just the, it's not as passive as a long term rental. It's a lot more active and a lot more involved. Mm -hmm. But I'm a people person and I love just communicating and talking to people. And so, yeah, absolutely. That's that's
0: what attracted me to uh, short-term rentals. Very cool, very cool. Uh, you you have just you have covered a lot of things right there. Um, let's take a step yeah. back. So yeah. um, your 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 family background, like mentally implying that being a doctor is the symbol of success, right? Uh-huh. And there is a shift that you have done to you know go to business management. Yeah. Right? How does that look like to you? I mean, it's, to a lot of people, it's not not as easy, right? So give us some some content there and walk us through like what crossed your mind and and you decided to drop whatever you thought and, and went into a completely new area.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think it was just the the realization of knowing that uh, you know any type of high level paying job has a cap on it. Like there's there's only so much you can do on your own. And just started reading and learning. It started realizing that like starting a business would actually be more beneficial because I'm able to not only uh leverage uh other people and leverage uh other uh, sources of money, but uh, I'm able to expand, right? Because if no nothing great was done by one single person, it takes a team and uh, and that's really what uh what business is about and just really enrich that poor that like Kind of, um, you know, made me realize that, that that was the right path for me, and uh, and that's when, like, whenever I decided to go into business school, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I, like, I spent four years in business school not knowing that I was gonna be into real estate. It was, it was really just the very last uh, semester when I realized that that's, that was something I wanted to explore.
0: Very cool, very cool. Um, so throughout throughout your your um, education on business management, um, like, what have you learned that you find to you know benefit to your career or not at all
1: yeah I've learned that uh business school doesn't really teach you about business (laughs) very cool (laughs) that's that's for sure I mean college was great as far as like getting me uh relationships but uh whenever my first business class uh very very first one uh you know they they said does anybody have any questions and I raised my hand and I sincerely asked uh what businesses up to the instructor I said what businesses do you own and operate and he couldn't answer me because he didn't have any business success. So then I quickly realized I was getting business advice from somebody that had never run a business. So, so everything that I've learned has really been by working for other successful entrepreneurs. So it wasn't just going to Belize. After that, like I learned about syndication and raising capital and putting bigger deals together. And that's when I said, oh, I want to learn how to do that. And I got the opportunity to go work for a private real estate investment firm and they wanted me to be their uh, director of investor relations, which meant that I would be talking to investors, talking to them about uh, the offerings and then getting them to uh, come on board as uh, partners and investors, passive investors with us. Uh, So I was able to raise about $4.6 million for them in a short amount of time and just learn a lot through that process about just syndications themselves, the process, the, the, the back end of things. And, uh, and again, like just being in Belize and working directly with the CEO, I got a really good ex- business experience from that. Then going into the private uh, side of uh, real estate investments, got really good experience from that. And so just many different things that I learned from that, I have applied to my current business, which is brokerage. And uh, I have really been able to uh, grow and expand uh, that side of the business. And we continue to do better every year.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I think you brought up a great point. You know, real teachers is is someone who do the do the business. You know, every every single day, right? Do that thing every single day and shows, you know, to people how they're doing, doing and, and yeah. you know, a, a, a achieve a certain level of success, right? Exactly. So I mean, people, if you're listening, right? Uh, if you're in the school and if you think that you're going to learn something useful, make sure you check that teacher or professor that he or she was actually doing something that she she or he was teaching, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's very important and, and uh, that's also a part, uh, uh, powerful part lesson that we learn from Rich Dad Poor Dad, right?
1: Yeah, there, there, there's a difference between theories and like real-world uh, events and facts and exactly. experience. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, one thing you mentioned about short-term rental. So you said short-term rental that uh, aligns with your philosophy. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or invest in philosophy, and that's because you're you're a people person, right? Right. I, I I believe this is a selection that will not only just involve knowing that you are a people person. You would like to be more active. There, there are a lot more that involve behind it, like property management, right? Mm-hmm. Like like when when you're out of town and there there are some issues going on, how do you manage it and and how to structure a team and things like that, right? I mean. Yep. Give us more more content on, on what, what you have found challenging and what you have learned from the process.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. So, so definitely, even though uh, I'm a people person, I still don't want to manage the property myself, right? So I actually partnered with my mother on this, and she's always wanted to get into real estate, and she loves hospitality as well. And so she started her own property management company to start managing our properties, and so she handles all of that. So even though, yes, it's, it is a more active uh, and involved uh, investments, you can still have a property manager and you still should run your numbers uh, thinking about paying a property manager, whether you're going to do it yourself or not. And I would advise that you have a property manager from the get-go because if you start doing things yourself, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I can do it myself. And then you start doing everything yourself and then you are robbing yourself of time to be more productive in other areas. So it's worked out nicely because uh, initially, you know, we were only gonna do the uh, property management company for our own companies or for our own properties, but uh, we're starting to see uh, success fairly quickly. So other condo owners around us uh, are starting to notice, and they're they're reaching out asking if uh, my mother could manage their property. So she's got her own little business that she's growing on that side and uh and she's great right like i'm i'm on airbnb is the platform that we use and so anytime we get a new booking i get emails and notifications and anytime she responds i also get to see that so i'm really just more in the back end just watching her do all of this but uh it's amazing how she's able to just uh take control and uh and then that's just the. uh, the the people side as far as the guests, right? But then there's also the whole other side of having uh, the the, uh, maintenance as well as the uh, cleaning crews. So she made sure that she has three different cleaning crews uh, set up. We always use the first one first, but we have backups in case like one can't make it, then the other ones come. And then through those relationships that she built, now she figured out who can be a driver for people. So we have a personal driver available. And then we also have a maintenance guy uh, on staff and they're all within the same family. So they're very easy to uh, communicate with. And so that's that's that whole side of uh, the short term rental is that it is a lot more involved. So uh, in any market that you're doing it, make sure that you partner with a good property manager if, uh, if you don't have one already.
0: Very nice, very nice. So um, your mom uh, did I mean she's she's kind of part of, of part of a business right now, right? Was she yeah, was she exactly. proud of you making this election or um she was a little hesitate when, when she learned that you're switching from you know, you know, pursuing the, the, the doctors become like business management?
1: Yeah, I I don't think she ever like had like a specific thing that she wanted me to do. It was just me wanting to be a doctor because she was one. And uh, she's always just told me that just do what you're passionate about, do what makes you happy. So whenever I told her that I was switching to business management, she was totally good with it.
0: And uh, were you surprised at how she uh, can, you know, how, how great, how, how the, how the job was done, you know, by, by her, you know, replying to all the uh, clients and, you know, emails that you have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I was, uh, I was impressed. Uh, I don't think I was surprised because everything that she does, has always been great. You know, she, she was a doctor. Then uh, she became an artist just out of nowhere. She started painting and became great at it. And like just, you know, watching her and growing up with her, like she always gets what she wants and she never lets an obstacle uh, be the determining factor of whether she's going to get what she wants or not. She figures out how to go over there, around it, underneath it. And so that mindset that she has has definitely uh, translated over uh, to me. So,
0: so awesome. you know, it's
1: always uh, very helpful to... Just not let obstacles kind of like stop you from getting what you really want
0: yeah i I, I really appreciate that because that's that's uh really the point that I'm trying to get to right like like what um like when you just just getting started on investing there' got to be a mm-hmm. lot of challenges you know followed yeah, and, I, and and how yeah. how you don't get stopped right
1: right and I think the biggest challenge is your own mindset right especially if you've never done it before like I remember the days so of Thinking I want to be a real estate investor, and, but, but also thinking like, well, who am I to, to think that I can be a real estate investor? Like I don't have anything right now, right? Like I, I don't have anybody in the family that is a real estate investor. Like, so, so But it's really just mindset. And then, you know, the more I started reading, like I believe that personal development is super important. And I try to, you know, work on myself as much as I can. And uh, the more that I work on myself, the better things shape out. And it's all about just the relationships that you build, right? Like you don't have to do it all on your own. Like by going out to conferences and networking and meeting other people that are experienced, you're able to talk about things that, you know, they either failed at or succeeded at and you're able to learn and you're able to realize that it's not just you that, are, that is having challenges, it's everybody. So it's really about figuring out how can I get over that obstacle because there's always a way.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Great stuff. Um, let's shift the, scare, uh, the gear a little. Uh, you mentioned about you're, na- you're now uh, focusing on investor relation. And you have raised $4.6 million. Um, mm. Give us more content on what you actually have been doing there and what, what the, the job looks like and how, how do you feel about you know, playing this role?
1: Yeah, so that was actually uh, probably about three years ago when I did that. I no, no longer do that, but, uh, but I was doing that for, for another company. So I was basically an employee in a company that was a private real estate investment firm And uh, really, I got to spend a lot of time with the CEO, listening to him on calls with investors, writing down what questions they had, writing down the answers that they would give. So there was a lot of training in that way of, it was really always the same phone call, right? Like somebody would sign up to do a phone call, but the questions were always different. And there are so many questions that people can ask, but it's interesting how, uh, you know, it's really only two to three questions that uh, most people have, but they're all different. And it all depends on where they are at in their real estate investing. If they're more experienced, You know, then the questions may be about the team, whereas if they're beginners, maybe they're high income earners, but have never invested in real estate. Maybe they're asking about why real estate in general. So then you have to educate them about real estate. So every call was different, even though we're going to be talking about the same uh, asset class, the same product. Uh, So it was really about figuring out how to listen and figure out what the other person needed rather than just telling them about everything that I could tell them. It was about listening and figuring out what kind of questions they had and answering those questions for them. And then also figuring out what it is that they didn't know that they needed to know. Because a lot of times we just want to tell them what we we know we need to let them know. But there's sometimes that there's things that they don't know that we need, we know that they need to know that we need to inform them about. So again, that was about three years ago. Then I went back into just uh, doing residential sales. And that's what I'm currently doing. And so now that I've had that experience and now that I'm comfortable with uh, where my business is at and the brokerage side of things, now I'm looking to uh, expand and do more and get back into the uh, syndication game. And so right now I'm uh, taking courses and classes and uh, do- doing a syndication mentoring club and spending the whole year just learning more and sharpening my and, and sharpening my skills about syndication so that uh, in the near future, I could go out and raise money for my own deals, partner with great operators and really what I want to do is uh, be the, the investor guy, right? Like I, I love sales. I love people. I want to be the guy that brings the money to good deals. So my goal, my objective is to partner with good operators that already have track records that can show success in the past and past projects. And, and I can just bring the investors to them.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So um, syndication is ultimate um, you know, destination that you want to get to for you yeah, right? absolutely. I yep. in, in terms of a business. Um, of course, syndication has a lot of powers as we have all learned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there also uh, are some challenges, right? I mean, you don't just go out and take other people's money and and spend it, right? Exactly, you're, exactly. You're, you're, you're taking the money um, and there are a lot of responsibility comes along the way, right? Yep, um, yep. Can you give us a little, um, you know, thought or uh, lesson that you have learned um, from your current experience, either from the fundraising side or, you know, from, you know, structuring a syndication or looking at some other people, structuring syndication. What have you learned? And uh, if, if you were to do one yourself or if you were to restart, what would you look out for?
1: Yeah, I think that anybody that's thinking about syndication becoming a syndicator just really has to like look at themselves and like one thing that I had was fear, right? Fear of taking other people's money, fear of doing the wrong thing, fear of losing somebody's money in a deal, right? So, you know, right now we're working on uh, our mission, vision, values for uh, the syndication company and one of my values is uh, extreme diligence, which is making sure that all the areas are covered, right? To make sure that the deal is as sure as it can be as possible, right? Nothing is guaranteed in life, but we're gonna do our job to make sure that we're diligent in doing all the due diligence to make sure that the deal it works favorably, not only for us, but for mainly for our investors, right? And so one of our mentors once said, you know, that fear that you have of taking other people's money and losing it, that is exactly why you're gonna be a great syndicator. Those that don't care about that, those are the worst syndicators because they don't do their diligence.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, taking out other people's money, you know, the, the 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 responsibility or the promise that you're you're giving to your investor is, is much larger than the than the money, right? And um, exactly. So so uh, in your in your uh, you know the upcoming career. Uh, what's what's your plan? What do you want to explore and uh, ultimately what what level of success that you, you are trying to achieve?
1: Yeah, I want to impact hundreds of lives. So I want to help hundreds of uh, investors uh, or really hundreds of people that may or may not be investors learn about real estate and start investing in real estate and be able to transform their lives, right? Like that's really my main goal is uh, I've learned what real estate can do uh, just personally for my life, right? Like I can now uh, choose to do the things that I do and I'm happy about uh, every day, right? I don't have to go to a job that I don't like. And so I want to be able to provide that for more people. I want to be able to show them uh, not just uh, the cash flow and tax benefits and appreciation that comes with real estate, but just the lifestyle that you can uh, create for yourself by, you know, investing in yourself and investing in real estate.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Before we uh, wrap up, is there any uh, final word that you would like to uh, share with our audience?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, five years ago, I wrote this book, or I wrote a chapter in this book called uh, "The One Thing That Changed Everything." Became an Amazon number one best selling book, and in it, you know, I have a story about uh, just my journey. But most importantly, there's uh, 30 other entrepreneurs and business owners, a lot of them in real estate which uh, have done a great job in what they do. And I've learned a lot from this book. So if any of your listeners want a copy, they can uh, definitely reach out to you and I'm more than happy to uh, mail them a copy of it.
0: Wow, that's very kind of you. I was going to ask you next about the books that you re- would uh, recommend people to read. Uh, most people talk about uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Of course, you, you have already talked about Rich Dad Poor Dad. Other, other than that, this book, yep. what else? Is there any other books that you would uh, recommend people to read?
1: Yeah, I think one of my favorites, and, you know, I have a library upstairs and I try to read every day, so it's tough to pick a favorite, but the one that just comes to mind right now is uh, Go-Giver by Bob Berg, and, you know, it just talks about uh, the different uh, aspects of uh, giving, and one thing in there that uh, kind of taught me a lesson was at the very end, which was the very last lesson of giving, which was being open to receiving You know it used to be that i used to want to give 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 provide value provide value but my mindset was i don't need anything i don't need anything from you i don't don't want to take anything from anybody i just want to give but in the book it teaches you that when somebody wants to give you something and you don't accept it now you're robbing them of the opportunity of having that joy of giving something so like whenever i give i feel good about myself or giving to somebody else so now I'm more open to receiving. So, you know, there's a lot of more lessons in that book, but yeah, it's called The Go-Giver by uh, Bob Berg.
0: Awesome, awesome. I love that, I'll I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, it's good, and it's a quick read, and it's a story you can, you can read it in probably 45 minutes to an hour.
0: Nice, nice. Last question, how can people reach you in terms of social media or the website?
1: Yeah, the best way is just through Instagram. And it's my name, Iñaki underscore Strick. So I-N-A-K-Y underscore S-T-R-I-C-K. I'm also on Facebook and uh, people can uh, call me at 832-922-8218. Call me, shoot me a text. Uh, I'm always happy to connect with anybody that's interested in real estate or just talking about life or personal development, whatever you want. 832-922-8218.
0: Wow, you're giving out your phone number here. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I've, I've given it out on so many podcasts and like you'd be surprised. like People have intentions of reaching out to people, but often they don't take action. So mm-hmm. those that do reach out to me, call me or text me, like I'm happy to talk to them because that was an action taker. That's somebody that didn't just put it off for tomorrow or intended to do it, but actually went ahead and gave me a call or gave me a text. So I'm always happy to talk to people like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So if you're listening in here, right? What are you waiting for? Pick up your cell phone and call, okay? There you go. I'm really excited to have this conversation with Yaki today. I, I certainly learned a lot from him, you know, in terms of how he shifted his mindset and, and really have done extraordinary things, right, in, in his life. We're really looking forward to uh, see, uh, you know, more great, great stuff, you know, coming uh, along the way. Niaki, um, you have to come back. You know, next time when you have a big project or when there's exciting thing, or or if you have another new books, come come to our podcast and we'll talk more.
1: Yeah, be happy to come back.
0: Thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Hi everyone. What's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary thing in their life, how their mindset shift to help them achieve it. We discuss their story of success and the mindset that drive them into achieving the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the episode today